How's it going, everybody? The lunch crew here with you. I got me and Layton. Layton, we're not in the same room this week. I wish we are, Chris, but welcome to the lunch crew, episode number 12. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. Of course, if you're able to join live, that's wonderful. And if not, Chris, please tell them where they can check out our other episodes of Lunch Crew. We keep these all archived on the good old internet, baby. VBLunchCrew.com. You can get them on iTunes. You can get it on Spotify. Uh, you can get it just here on YouTube. We keep a special podcast playlist up here on YouTube where you can get all the information. Um, basically, I just try to put it anywhere that'll take it, man. You know how that goes. Absolutely. Well, the first topic today is interesting. Since it starts off with modern, I have plenty to say about it, or at least an opinion to offer. But tell me what we're talking about here, Chris, with this Tom Brady card in the Photoshop business. So, like, and I, 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 for the life of me, I don't know why this surprised literally anyone. What they did was they put out what they and they marketed it this way. This is a this is a alternate future card. This is what if Tom Brady signed with the Expos and was a Washington National, you know? But to be fair, the reason why that they did that, Chris, is because Tom Brady was actually drafted by the Montreal Expos. Correct. Correct. He was drafted, didn't sign, played football. He did a bunch of funny cards. Wait, Tom Brady uh, played football? Tom Brady, Tom Brady played a little bit of football. I wasn't sure. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I know as a Jets fan, you would like to forget it. But yeah. like, uh, there you go. So obviously they photoshopped him into a. Uh, well, to be fair, listen. I want to be. I want to be. You know, diplomatic. You say obviously to the general public. They might not have realized that, Chris. I'm just throwing it out there. Why? Well, I, 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 I. You I say obviously. Yeah, to me it's obvious, and I understand how if you're just like. Um, if, if 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 you're just like not really paying that much attention, which most people that collect aren't, by the way, they're not uh, paying that much attention, then you might go, oh, that's actually Photoshop, and then you'll think about it and you'll go, yeah, Tom Brady never would have posed for that picture. He didn't sign. Well, first of all, anyone who understands baseball, Larry, very funny comment. Anyone who understands baseball, if you sign by an organization. It's likely going to be, if ever, several years before you actually wear their pro uniform. Yeah, yeah, and people don't realize that nearly every prospect in Bowman Draft is also photoshopped from a high school or a college jersey. They're all photoshopped, people, and people, like, uh, you know, the attention economies work this way, right? They got to have something to talk about. So, like, I I saw uh, content creators going, does this bring down the value of the card? Of course not. (laughs) No. <laughs> the value of the car was never never based on um is the photo real like is this not photoshop that that's like gunner henderson's cards are photoshopped too they, they well, are you know you were bringing up or asking the question does it matter and listen to be fair it might matter to some yeah. and if it matters to you then i wouldn't buy the card itself if it matters to you and you feel that the tom brady chase of 2023 Bowman Draft has pushed up the prices on Bowman Draft, mm-hmm. and that's made you unhappy yeah. as a collector or as an investor, as a dealer. Once again, you have the ability to stay away. I um, give Tops a lot of credit for trying to do something innovative, leveraging a resource, whether it be a Tops 
you know, Michael Rubin mm-hmm. or some other individual or individuals of the company were able to leverage the relationship with Tom Brady, but they somehow got to Tom Brady through someone else. I thought this is great for the hobby. And I do understand. And I, Chris, I know you used the word, obviously, I'm gonna go back to that again. I do understand there's two sides to every story. So yes, I get that it is very possible. There is a number of folks who didn't realize that it is in fact Photoshop, but I personally don't think it's a big deal. If you think it's a big deal, then I would stay away. However, I just want to drop a little bit of hobby knowledge here. One of the most iconic cards of the last 30 years, the 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr. rookie is absolutely Photoshop. And then uh, David, our video guy, is not here right now, but he's an absolute big baseball buff, you know, a trivia guy, you know, knowledge, loves the stats, the game. But he sorts a lot of 70s stuff for us. And he was amazed at how much airbrushing went on in the 70s. Right. Um, and so, once again, this is done for whether it be because of a trade, because of a card that never happened or never could happen, um, and really anything and everything in between. And so I think it's the same kind of thing, right? Some people see the airbrush cards from the 70s and they think they kind of look funny. <laughs> um, you know, kind of, I guess, in between about it. But I just don't understand the brouhaha about it other than, you're right, Chris, there's a lot of content creators that just need gossip to to talk about. And I just don't think we should spend any more time on our show talking about it. Correct. So is this going to be the last time we talk about the Tom Brady? Well, at least last time for today. Last time for today. <laughs> so um, on to on the, on to something that I think is a, is is a real benefit to talk about for collectors. There's a lot of software tools out there that are just making my job as a guy who sells cards on the internet a lot easier. And you know your job as a collector out there who you know likes to move a few cards. But the pain of getting them all on these services is, is pretty rough, right? It takes a long time to make sure everything's right. So within the past couple of years, a, a first piece of software that came out was one that we talk about a lot called Mascot, which kind of changed the way I list. It's, uh, it, it'll, it'll pull down um, PSA, SGC slabs, images, descriptions, and all, and then let you sync it up to different uh, places like eBay, MySlabs, they recently added something to it, and it's, it's, it's probably the most interesting um, connection that they made. They connected with a company called Veriswap. Like, are you familiar with Veriswap? I am. Veriswap, it's a trading platform, so it's a little different. But you can put your inventory from Mascot to Veriswap, not for sale, but for trade, which I don't know of another marketplace that works this way. Uh, do you know of any besides like messages? No, so just to be clear, so right now, Veriswap and Mascot reach an agreement where we can list our mascot inventory in Veriswap mm-hmm. with no prices and just solicit trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do have to put a price on it, but in the Veriswap, it's only, a, it's only, it's only referred to as a comp. They can't go in and buy it, it's just a okay. comp. You know, so what I do is I just leave my same eBay buy it now price up. Well, why would you change it? Of course, agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I get I'm, I'm getting some ridiculous offers because you do get ridiculous offers in trade, but I've made like two trades so far. I just think, listen, I want to be very clear. I think it's more for a collector it than is. anyone else. However, even though I'm a dealer, I'm also a collector, and I like to have fun. So you know, at the end of the day, right? If I have a two hundred dollar card up, we've all been there. 
You're like, you know what? I don't have 200 bucks. And some guy offers me like 11 graded cards. You know what? If it adds up close enough, maybe I'll just do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just tired of having that card, you know? Exactly. It's, you know, I mean, we like I got cards. Well, I definitely think it's a feature at. worth checking out. And furthermore, to take it one step um, beyond Veriswap, I highly, I highly encourage you to check out Mascot, even if you're just a casual collector who has utilized eBay or its listing tools like 6-Bit to sell some cards. Mascot will absolutely change your collecting life. Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions about it, of course, you can ask me or Chris, but tell Ezra that we sent you. He'll make sure he helps you. The team's great over there. Great. One second. I have to tell my wife that FedEx is at the door and I can't get it. All right. She got it. That's your, that's, that's a package from you, Layton. All right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, like this doesn't even have to have the hashtag ad because you know, we're, we're not sponsored by anyone little, not mascot, not, not, uh, not, um, not Veriswap, not anyone, you know, it's just, these are just things we use. And when card ladder came out, um, one thirty point was a better way to check comps. It's just like, it seems like every month I come on the internet and I find something cool that I can use to make my life. And my just nice. Cause like a few years ago, Chris, you'd be hoping oh. and wishing for new technology. So, uh, for that mascot, Veriswap, thank you very much. Chris, what kind of cards do we have for sale today? Well, you sent over a couple of cards that I think are just beauties. Um, let's let's go with. Uh, wouldn't expect anything less. Wouldn't expect anything less. Anything less. They're all be they're, they're all beauties. Let's start with this one right here. Uh, what do you want, Kitty? This is the Jackie Jensen that you sent over. Fifty-two tops and a five. A yeah, I mean, card. I love 1952 tops cards. Uh, former Yankees, a pretty solid player. And, you know, I just like the design of that particular card. And I think this one is, what, you know, under 100 bucks, right? Uh, yeah, it's 80, 80 bucks. You know, if you want to build a team set, it's a little different in 52. But, you know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Keep in mind, and, you know, we're not going to say this every week because we certainly uh, want to make sure it's easy enough for you guys to purchase. But if there's a card, maybe a little bit out of your budget, and you want to try to offer us a trade, you can contact us directly, DM us, or you can send me an email if you'd like directly. Layton at justcollect.com. Or in the near future, maybe they can pop on Veriswap. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So um got a card here that I'm putting up. This is a guy who I think is gonna be a very big deal come this come come this uh come this major league baseball season, Junior Caminero. This is a uh 2023 Prism Silver Auto. It's a beautiful card. Uh, Junior Caminero is um, one of the, the very best hitters in the minors, but he's not getting talked about in the same way that, um, that say, um, um, I, the, the name, the name is right there, Leighton. Um, Orioles, um, Jackson Holiday. Why, why, did, why, why was that so wrong? Yeah, he's like, not that hard to remember. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if, if I wasn't trying to remember Jackson Holiday's name, it, it would have spit right out. But, like. Well, I mean, listen, you know, maybe if your kitty wasn't throwing off your <laughs> your balance there. You know, that might be it. That might be it. Go away, Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, Jackson Churio, Jackson, uh, uh, 
Jackson Holiday, you know, a couple of guys that are getting all the press right now. And Caminero's not really getting a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at his numbers, they're similar. Um, the Rays obviously have an offensive vacuum with the departure of uh, Mr. Franco. Um, I think Caminero is going to be a guy that steps up and fits in, fits right in there, fits right in that lineup, uh, middle of the order run producer. I think you're going to see it from opening day. I think he's going to win the job out of spring training, and uh, he's just going to be a valuable part of that lineup. Next card is this. This card was the nicer of the two you sent. This is the American Caramel. Eddie Collin, I love the American Caramel set. You can talk more about it, but it's just so beautiful. Yeah, I don't know if we sent you the back, but it's the American Caramel Company. Mm-hmm. I love the black and whites. He's a former Black Sox member. Um, I think this is an E121. Chris, what was the price on this? Three fifty. You know, so it's interesting. If you looked at, like, what the Tito 6 Eddie Collins cost, uh, he only has one card in that set, and that card's been on fire recent years. So I'm, I'm fairly certain the two would actually cost you more than three fifty. But I can tell you that the E121 is absolutely much more difficult to find. And so one of the things, and this is not to sell my card, but one of the things that I wanted to share with you folks today is, you know, if you enjoy black and white, and I don't mean cards, I just mean if, you know, if you see, for example, a photograph and you see a black and white photograph and, you know, you can see um, some beauty in it and you like that style of photography, um, there are some wonderful cards during the 1920s that are not only black and white, and I think they look good, but because there are a number of people that would prefer color in their cards, cards don't always sell for as much, even though in some cases they might be more rare. Uh, so just interesting to keep an eye out for, you know, as far as some of the issues from the 1920s, you know, like the E120 and 121 sets. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. The other one I have is um, your rookie of the year, Gunnar Henderson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Cosmic from last year was beautiful. This is the beautiful, beautiful Stella Nova, uh, Stella Nova insert. It's had a nine. It's had one hundred and fifty dollars on the site. Uh, it's a beautiful card. It's still out there and uh, looking for a new home. Uh, not that I'm in a hurry to sell it. I love Gunner. I think Gunner's great long term. Um, the guy's built to play baseball. He's, he's 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 built for it. There's little difference between him and like a him and a guy like Miguel Tejada back in the day physically. Sure, I remember Miggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who he reminds me of. He's like a uh, a non-Latin Tejada. That's like he, he gets to, he gets to he gets the balls he should get to get to gets the balls he doesn't get to, or he gets the balls he's not to. supposed to get to, and is really good with the bat. So we'll see if he has uh, a similar early career arc like Tejada. Hopefully, he stays healthy like Tejada couldn't do. I know, I know. But speaking of new cards, I know there's some cool new releases coming out. You know, one of them's flagship baseball. Another one was the craziness of absolute football. Chris, why don't you lead off with whatever you think is best for the modern releases that have just come out that we want to discuss today? So this absolute football is a great release, first off. Like, uh, it really is. Uh, This is the home of the comic book style kabooms. Um, No autographs again of Stroud. They can't do them. Um, Having said that this is a great release, it's not a $700 box. People are kind of going a little nuts right now with that product, paying seven hundred dollars a box. Please don't do that. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you what what to do with your money. And if you if you got seven hundred dollars, you want to pop down on the box. By all means, have fun. Show me the hits. I'd love to see them. Like I love to watch this product open. Just not. Not at that price. <laughs> sure. 
Um, the other one is uh, Bowman's Best Baseball, which uh, seems pretty good so far. Yeah, it's it's really good. The, this year has a more chrome finish to it. The designs don't quite look so 1970s. Bowman's Best can look a little, you know, dated in the design. But this year has a more has a more slick look to it. It, it almost looked like looked like they took a artist who was more forward focused instead of like um, reaching for nostalgia. And I think it really plays out in some of the cards. Um, it has a wonderful checklist of um, a combination of draft guys and chrome guys. The difference between a chrome guy and a draft guy. A, cr- a chrome guy is a prospect who was maybe an international draft pick. Who uh, burst on the who who showed that hey now they're a major league prospect by the not not all internet draft internet uh, picks become actual major league prospects. It's guys that have crossed that threshold, or it's maybe guys that were drafted late, were overlooked for a draft, but all of a sudden hey this guy eight fifty OPS nine fifty OPS in the minors we're gonna make a card because there's demand for it. That's the difference between a chrome guy and a draft guy like a. A draft guy has hype at the draft. A chrome guy doesn't. An international draft guy is um, an an international signee is a chrome guy because of when that product comes out. It's not part of the draft. Um, There's all those are some of the difference between those those two classes and what they put in what product. Uh, Brando Maia and the funny thing about Brando Maia. In Bowman Chrome, they made a mistake on Brando Maia, and it's a, a mistake you can understand. They called him Brandon, and he's like, my, my name's not Brandon. My name's Brando, and the Bowman's Best is the first card to fix that and say Brando Maia, so we'll see if that matters. To me, it does. I think it's cool, so I'm going to get me a few of those Bo- those, those Brando Maias. <laughs> Um, hey, what's up, Nikayla? Thanks for tuning in, James. So let's close then on the new issues and discuss what is often everyone's favorite baseball release of the year, the flagship Tops 2024 Series 1. What kind of key rookie cards can we expect to be in there, Chris? You know, every year it seems like they they turn this product up and they, 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 they try to, you know, pack as much as they can in it. They'll hold things out of update to get it in this product. And they'll say some excuse like, you know, hey, he didn't meet the uh, deadline for roster expansions. He came up too late. But this year has Ellie De La Cruz, Jason Dominguez. Those are the guys that everybody's going to recognize. Those two big horses. Ellie De La Cruz, of course, is something that you really don't see that often. You, you don't. Have that. He's a rare specimen in any sport. The guy could probably play pro basketball if he wanted to. You know, he's just that kind of an athlete. Uh, Jason Dominguez, uh, the Martian, you know, he's, he's, I mean, as hard as it is to believe, he is still there. And when he came up to the Yankees, I, I, I don't remember a better start than he had last year. Oh, he was great. Great. So if he can, if he can come back from the UCL, of course, he got the, the bionic elbow sleeve put in, which right. means he will, which means he'll be back sooner than people think. It's not going to be this year and a half long. UCL rehab because he's also not a pitcher. So yeah, I, I, I'm still looking for huge things for Jason Dominguez. I haven't sold a, I haven't sold but a couple of cards. I still have the best ones of Dominguez that I that that, that I ever had. Um, some of the guys that are a little below the below the radar is uh, Evan Carter, Texas Rangers. Of course, he was a catcher. He's an outfielder. He's going he's going to be an outfielder in the majors. 
but uh, all around good player. I don't really see him ever being great, but right now he looks like he could be. So if if I'm wrong, you can still bet on Evan Carter. Uh, parallels in this set will be really really fun to chase of of, of all of these guys, including Carter. Uh, another guy is uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. That's a lot to say, so we typically just say CES. Uh, Minnesota Twins uh, has a ha, ha, has a has a coil. When I say coil, I'm, I'm talking about the swing, the, the, the way the way the bat comes through the zone level and it's followed through. It looks a lot like Paul Goldschmidt. So, um, and minor league numbers would indicate that yes, he he is comparable statistically to Paul Goldschmidt. So that's going to be fun to watch. The Twins could well, be fun. Definitely, it's going to be a great product. Um, you know, full of some really good rookies, some nice parallels. Uh, what's some feature, Chris, that maybe they try to pack in extra this year? So I don't know about extra features because they haven't, uh, you know, the, the, the checklist just looks like a flagship release. Okay. Uh, the design is kind of cool. It's got like this neon theme. To I saw it. the design, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't like kind of like how they obscure the team name up top a little bit, but, you know, that is always something. You know, artistically, you can only do so many things on a small piece of cardboard, right? So um, the product lives and dies by the rookies. Um, but as we know, there's always these sneaky little vet hits in flagship. There's that Mike Trout patch autograph number to five like we hit for Alex. Oh, yeah. There's always something sneaky that goes in these products, um, whether it's a cut signature, whether it's you just show it. will probably be this year's Shoei Otani autographs. Although I think they're going to hold off for Series 2 when they put Shoei Otani in a Dodgers uniform. Probably right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to Flagship very much. You know, Flagship's always a, always a fun product. My, my main complaint about Flagship is it takes forever to open on camera. But that's a me thing. That's good for you, bad for me. <laughs> well, Jumbo typically, Jumbo is a little bit easier. It, it it is, but still, Jumbo has a problem of just being this massive brick of cards, and then we have to ship yeah. it all around the world. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. No, I certainly well, listen. We know here we're headquarters of Vintage Breaks. Um, well, that kind of covers the new releases that we wanted to discuss today. Uh, as always, I try to you know have a topic for you know the last they will discuss. And today, I want to keep it easy. Um, we had the good fortune after our big event ended for Vintage Breaks on Sunday. Chris and I met up uh, on Monday afternoon. We started off in Hoboken. You know, we kind of went on a bar slash restaurant crawl a little bit. Uh, we talked some business, talked some life, talked some sports. And we ultimately ended up in New York City at a particular restaurant where one of our break of maniacs uh, is a consultant for. And then we also met a couple of our other breaker maniacs that have been customers anywhere from several months to several years. Yeah. And the topic is very simple. I had so much more fun than I really thought I was going to. And I really believe that hobby camaraderie is kind of underrated. So, for example, I'm going to White Plains this weekend. I hope I'm going tomorrow, barring the snow situation. Chris knows all about that from being oh, up on yeah. the East Coast uh, here for the last few days, uh, getting stuck for a little bit. But anyway, if you're going to your local show, maybe hit some people up, grab some dinner afterwards, grab a half hour of the day while you're there and have a, like a little trading, you know, session or just yeah. get together and chat for a few. 
But I had so much fun. And we didn't just talk cards, that's for sure. Uh, so I encourage you, like I said, if you're going to a convention or if you're going out of town for work and you can hit up a new card shop, hit up some buddies uh, that you also collect with, but maybe you only get to see, you know, on the 5th of never, um, you know, make sure you have your eyes and ears open because really, Chris, I want to thank you. And that's why I want to close today's show with. I'm not so sure if it was up to me if it would have happened. Now, of course, I was happy to go, but you know how it is, right? Making yeah. plans takes work. So Chris was, you know, texting and lining everything up. So I was very appreciative and grateful to be part of that dinner on Monday night. And I hope that you out there, the collector, can also hook up with some of your hobby friends or maybe a dealer that you're, you know, enjoy uh, talking to. Um, or for that matter, you're in a breaking community. You want to talk to some of the other breaking maniacs in your own breaking community. I encourage you to do that because we had a lot of fun. And I'm going to try to do that at least you know, monthly up here uh, on the East Coast, Chris, I don't know if you want to join us each time, um, but I'm looking forward to planning the next one. Uh, and I hope that you can join, Chris. Yeah, yeah, great. And, uh, you know, if anybody's down here in Atlanta, I'll be at Culture Collision next weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to love to hang out. Love, love to meet you guys. I like to meet as many people as possible. I'm very yeah, I'm bummed I won't be able to make that show, but shout out to Jeff Wilson, Wilson and his new shop, yeah. uh, the team at Culture Collision, which put out a really nice convention. Uh, Chris, definitely take some footage and let us know how it is. Great. We'll do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.